Welcome back to the podcast. This episode is a special NRLW Grand Final preview with Alex from Watch Her Footy. Obviously goes through in depth a massive preview of the Knights versus the Titans game. Please give it a listen. Hope you enjoy. Uh, if you haven't already, go make sure you follow Watch Her Footy on all your social media um, platforms as well. Enjoy the episode. Welcome back to another episode the NRLW Grand Final Preview. Myself, Joel, League of Inches, and Alex from Watch Her Footy. It's back to the two of us. We're back to um, how it was. Now it's got some other responsibilities, unfortunately. So we did have to, to lose one for the big Grand Final show. Um, but massive uh, talking points. Me and Alex just talking off, off air about how exciting this Grand Final is going to be with the two teams that are involved. So, um Really looking forward to this one, Alex. Obviously, a massive day Sunday, and uh, two teams. I think one of us, one of them, we expected, but the other one, not uh, not so. Yeah, I think. Well, for a lot of people, maybe they were expecting the Titans, but definitely, from my view, I wasn't. I guess they just flew under the radar, and you know, they obviously finished third, which is where we predicted them to finish. But getting to the grand final and playing the way they are, it's definitely exceeded my expectations. Um, yeah, they've just. I think they're probably happy with sort of the underdog mentality or, you know, tag that they've been given, like coming in against the Roosters, probably not many people gave them a chance. Um, they knocked them off, kept them scoreless. Um, and now again, coming into this week, people probably will have the Knights as favourites and expect the Knights to win after getting the minor premiership. But yeah, Titans are sneakily flying under the radar. Yeah, we'll get into it, but they actually played some really good football on the weekend. So just the results from last week. The Knights 30, unfortunately, I have to mention it again, the Broncos 24. Just quickly, Alex, we all know now that you and I are massive, massive Broncos fans. Very happy with the men's side of things, obviously, but this one fell just a bit short, but you've got to be proud of the season, I think, that the Broncos have had. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy enough, but it was also frustrating because it does feel like at times where, you know, we were in that game to win it. We scored the same amount of tries, obviously the difference being goal kicking, unfortunately. And the last time we played the Knights, you know, I've brought it up all the time. We were winning in, in a position where I thought we should have won. So it feels like we did leave a bit in the tank in terms of what we could have achieved. And another, you know, kind of point to how short the season is, it's frustrating that we couldn't, you know, maybe build on another nine weeks and see where we ended up. Um, it is what it is now. Um, but, yeah, overall, as a season, I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad we finished in the top four, had a finals game. It could be, it could be worse for... Um, if you're an Eels fan, uh, heading into next season. So I'm, I'm at least happy, yeah. Um, yeah, I think you got definitely a lot to be proud of, especially last week. There were some times there where that game could have easily got away from the Broncos, and I think we're just seeing the quality shine through that they didn't allow that to happen. And as you said, it, was, it ended up being the same amount of tries, just unfortunately some goal kicks. The other game, uh, polar opposite to, to obviously that game, and it was an absolute uh, slugfest, and just the Titans' defence was insane and we actually spoke about it last week so it was great to see that defense come back it was the brick wall uh titans 12 defeating the roosters to nil which i don't think anyone saw this final series the roosters were scored zero points so is it a little bit of a story there the roosters what could have been definitely what could have been um i mean they lost last year in the semi as well so arguably had a better team this season um and the expectations were on them to probably win and win comfortably the grand final. Um, so, yeah, definitely what could have been. I think for a lot of the Roosters players, they'll be really disappointed to not go that extra week um, and have a shot at winning the grand final. So, yeah, it's, it's interesting times. I mean, can't really 
you know, pinpoint what's gone wrong for the Roosters. But yeah, on the Titans side of things, just such a really well put together game plan, I think, um, to get on top of the Roosters. And yeah, they all credit to the Titans for that win, I think. Yeah, it's, as uh, you mentioned it, it's two years in a row now. And there will be some people starting to say that choker tag and things like that. But uh, I just think you've got to give credit there to the Titans, actually, with how they've played. And we will talk a bit more into detail about what they've done there to get to this position. But I thought their their game plan and how they played was just fantastic. And there's the Titans we sort of seen at the start uh, of the season. Uh, last week's the try scorer tips. Do you have those? Yeah, I've got the try scorer tips. Um, so first game, obviously Knights Broncos. Um, you went Sheridan Gallagher. Neha went Abigail Roach. I went Tasman Gray. Only Tasman Gray scored. Um, You're on next... fire. <laughs> Up until this game. Um, you, oh, oh, yeah, Roosters Titans. You went Taryn Aiken. Neha went Jamie Frassard. I went Isabel Kelly. So all three of us going Roosters. So, you know, no no chance on getting one there when they score zero points. So you and Neha both 0 from 2, and I got 1 from 2. So I'll take that. That's all right. We'll get onto that, and um, let's just—it's fair to say you just you smashed me out of the water for that this year. So I can't even make it back at the at, at the grand final one. So performance of the week uh, and the individual side of things, obviously. Um, just before that, I just want to have a special shout out to the Newcastle Knights, the crowd uh, that we seen there last week, and just that record crowd, obviously for a standalone NRLW fixture. I thought. To see how much, and we heard about it during the week that they were going to do this, but to see it actually come through and those that stadium full uh, packed with blue and red fans, the flags, the streamers, the fla- um, everything out there, I think it was just fantastic to see. So a massive credit to the Newcastle Knights. And as for you, Alex, and obviously you've watched the NRLW grow and you've been there from, from basically day dot, it's got to be proud to see how this game is changing and evolving and growing year on year to where it is getting to now. Yeah, it's cool to, I guess, you know, be a part of it in the way that we are obviously only on social media. We, you know, aren't players or anything like that or involved in any deeper way. But it is cool to, even just on the page, seeing the following increase, knowing more people have eyes on our page and ultimately we'll have more eyes watching the game. And I think, yeah, in terms of actual attendance, that's that's sort of the big goal. Seeing sold-out crowds, packed stadiums for the NRW will just be crazy and so good to see one day and um yeah so cool for the from the Knights fans to do that um obviously they really get around their rugby league down there um you know see it with the men's even when they're going poorly winning wooden spoons they still have such good turnout so I think a lot of other fan bases definitely need to take take some notes and um yeah I can't wait I can't wait to see massive crowds for NRW I think it's great to uh, the way you've said that and, and put that. I think the we, well, I had um, Olivia Higgins on last night. She said that they found that the Women's World Cup has helped just women's sport in general grow as well. A lot more eyes on it. Um, in a way, a lot more, a lot more of those guys that probably sort of found it as a joke in a way is taking it a lot more serious now. They realise that these girls are here to play. This is like this is a profession now. So it's great to see. And I just think on the weekend was just a testament to the hard work that everyone's putting in players, content creators, the clubs, everything with, with the NRLW side of things. But our performances of the week, individual, I've gone to Meg Rupton once again. I just think she's insane. The way she's playing, I'd, I don't know if a player can continually get better like she has. And it's just blown me out of the water. That week in, week out, she's improving. She's not necessarily carrying this this side because they've got stars all around this uh, park, all around the park. But what she's doing 
is giving them confidence to know, okay, we know we've got this superstar at the back who can pull something out whenever we need it. We do our jobs and do it well, which we have been. We're going to win this game nine and a half out of ten, which they've been doing. So uh, for a team, I've gone to Titans as well. I just think it's hard to go past them against the Roosters side that everyone almost backed and thought they were, it was a, an absolute given that they would win that. And just that defence side of things for the Titans was just fantastic to watch. Yeah, I'm on Upton, not not my player of the week, but just another point to the whole, the comp needs to be longer and, you know, don't want to keep bringing it up, but, you know, she's just getting into her peak. She's, you know, hitting her straps, mm-hmm. finding her form, playing her best footy, and then all of a sudden she's only got one game left to, you know, improve and get better. And same for everyone in the comp, you know, nine weeks in NRL, people are still warming up into it, finding the combinations. Like, yeah, it, it is frustrating for just, they just hit their best and then, oh, that's it, one more game. Okay, season's over. Go have off-season, pre-season. Who knows when they'll be back with the whole, you know, HNWP and BMD next season. So, yeah, a bit frustrating. But, yeah, Georgia Hale was my player of the week. Um, I had Shannon Marto as my player to watch in this game in that forward pack up against the Roosters. But I think Hale, as always, just, yeah, the absolute leader in the middle, stood up big time against this Roosters pack and, yeah, made made 57 tackles. Um Missing two, obviously a great effort, but she's yeah she's used to missing only one or zero because up until that point she only missed three all season. So to miss two in a game should be a, a bit filthy with herself, I think. But yeah, it can be excused when she makes fifty seven. And yeah, obviously keeping the Roosters to nil, she's just the glue in the middle there for the Titans. Massive performance from her, and yeah, oh, it was yeah, massive team of the week as well. I had Titans hard to go hard to go past that. Yeah, massive. Let's get into our preview. Obviously, the Knights versus the Gold Coast Titans on Sunday, grand final. Uh, just last time they met was round four of this year where the Newcastle Knights defeated the Titans 22 points to 10. Uh, for the Titans, it was Bass and Lefipu, uh, if I pronounced that correctly, with the tries. Um, and then for the Newcastle Knights, Abigail Roach scored two, uh, Upton scored one, and Olivia Higgins scored the other one. So, um, yeah, it was a... Pretty close game, if I remember, for, for all that. Again, it was just one of those, I think it was Upton was starting to find defeat there and um, sort of got to that game. And uh, do you remember much from that game? No, I was just thinking about that. I, I'm struggling to actually remember key moments of what, how it unfolded yeah. that game. So I do remember Abigail Roach scoring the two tries, but yeah, I, I can't I can't really recall much from that game, to be honest, which is yeah, a, bit, a bit annoying. <laughs> no, that's okay. Uh, what about the strengths there for the Newcastle Knights? Yeah, the Knights, they just, you know, they're playing with so much confidence. They they know who they are. They know the style that they want to play with. I guess no matter what position they're in, they think, you know, they can dig their way out of it or, you know, whatever whatever they're in, they just have that belief. And um, I think going into the grand final, a strength is they were there last year. They did it. They got the job done last year as well um, in a big way. I think, yeah, it was 32 to 12 against the Eels who last season were, you know, had a, had a pretty strong roster um, compared to this year. Um, so yeah, they they did it, they did it last year. Um, they'll have the belief and <laughs> and all that. So that's probably their biggest strength. Um, and then obviously you've got just star players that can do something from nothing, like Tamika Upton, Jesse Southwell, you know, Caitlin Johnston. They can just do anything. So um, going to be really hard to beat. Yep, I I agree with that one one hundred percent. The fact that they've been there, done it before. There'll still be some nerves, but I feel like it's going to be more so. And, and sort of I got this vibe off um, Olivia last night in, in our chat was the fact that they've been there before. It's sort of like a business as usual type experience now for the Knights. Like they expect themselves to be at that stage. 
they know what to do. They know how to uh, prepare this week and what to do. So I think that's a massive um, up and a massive advantage. And the other thing I like is the fact that their star players are all in form. So obviously I'm talking about like the Southwell sisters, obviously Tamika Upton, Caitlin Johnson is finding a huge form as well at the moment. I think she's been really, really good up front and leading the way for the Knights pack. So the fact that a lot of their players and the star players are in form is obviously a dangerous mix. You got um, some uh, strengths for the Titans? Yeah, I think the first thing that comes to mind is their forward pack, just how dominant they are and have been all season. They're probably the best forward pack in the NRLW this season, so consistent. Um, yeah, just just bully teams really. Even we saw last week at the Roosters, they just they couldn't get any field position just off the back of how strong the Titans forwards were, and um, yeah, just keeping them in their own end essentially, just giving them no space, no momentum. Um, it was it was really impressive. It was definitely their best game. Um, so they'll take a lot of confidence out of stopping that Roosters pack to go in and say, yeah, we can stop Taylor Predabon, Caitlin Johnston, you know, all the Knights forwards and go forward. Um, that's definitely their biggest strength. Um, then they've got players out wide like Jamie Chapman who can, you know, reap the rewards off the back of it. Um, and I just think winning the way they did against the Roosters last week, it's just shot the confidence through the roof and the belief that, hey, we can do it. We, we belong in the grand final. We've just beaten the Roosters. We've held them to nil. We can do it again next week against the Knights. And, yeah, the underdog mentality, I think, works in their favour that they, there's, there's nothing to lose. We're just, let's, let's get the upset again. Yeah, I agree with that. I think confidence is a massive thing for this Titans side. And obviously they're getting that off their defence as well. The fact that they were able to keep a star-studded Roosters side to zero points is huge. You cannot underestimate how big that would be for a mental side of things for the Titans going into this game, going, you know what, Newcastle have probably the same sort of calibre of players, but we've already done it one week. We can do it again. And the fact that we know the Titans started the season so well in defence. We know that this isn't just a once-off. We know it's they've got this they're capable of. I think they were only conceding what, I think it was like six points or something for the first three or four weeks at, at the start of the comp. So they've got that brick wall type mentality. They can bring that week in, week out. So uh, that is has to be a massive concern for the Knights coming into this game. The fact that Titans, their defence is just so on point. We all, all know those big games, a lot of that Fluency and attack can somehow uh, somehow it goes away when it's a big game, and the fact that they've got that tight defense defensive wall will be huge for uh, the Gold Coast Titans. What about your weakness for the Knights? Anything you can see the Titans trying to exploit? Yeah, well, something that I brought up last week that I thought the Broncos would try and ex- exploit, but just didn't. Um, but I'll say it again this week: it's yeah, the missed tackles from Shanice Parker on that right edge is just is triple the amount that Abigail Roach has. It's about yeah, 32 missed tackles from Shanice Parker this season, but only 10 from Abigail Roach. So if you're looking at a centre who might miss a tackle or, you know, have a lapse in concentration, it'll probably be Shanice. Even though, in you know, for a lot of people, she could be winning the Daly M centre of the year tonight. She's been really consistent and really solid. And without looking at the stats, I would have thought one of the better defensive centres in the comp. Um, so maybe those missed tackles are just those weird ones where they count, like you just slip off and you come back. I don't know how they, you know, actually dictate but to have that many more than Roach on the other side she's got to be the the go-to point and that's um yeah that's Jamie Chapman so you know one of the best strike centers in the comp so athletic so big um hard to handle um yeah so if Shanice you know does the proper tackle I think we could see Jamie Chapman cross over um and the other error are uh, the other miss uh sorry weakness is yeah their centers 
a number one and two for errors made in the NRLW this season. So, you know, in a in a tight game where points are going to be hard to come by, I think, you know, in a crucial moment, if if those if those errors creep into their game, you know, it could really hurt them and Titans could capitalize. Yep. Uh, it's, it's hard to, to put many weaknesses on the Newcastle Knights. Anything that you've already touched on anyway. Uh, one thing I want to touch on, the thing that got me last week against the Broncos was the fact they did allow the Broncos back into the game. So that was a slight concern, whether that was a fitness thing or whether that was they just haven't been able to put a 70-minute performance together, that sort of put-on-the-throat type mentality where we've seen from the, the best sides in previous years. That, for mine, was a little bit of a concern. The fact that the Broncos... There was, a, there was a time there where they'll probably out of the contest, but the Knights sort of let them back in without putting the, the seal on, on the win. So that's just a slight concern uh, for mine going into this game. For the Titans, um, what's your weakness there that the Knights can really go after? Really hard to find weaknesses with this Titans team. Um, the main one that's been their problem all season, I think I brought it up last week, is just they make the most errors in the comp. Um, but it's, it's not seeming to hurt them because, you know, they didn't concede any points, but last week they again made 10 errors, which, you know, normally if you probably make 10 errors, you're not not going to be on the winning side of things. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's it's not seeming to shoot themselves in the foot with those errors. So, But like I said, with Parker and Roach, you know, tight game. If they are just dropping the ball and can't, can't hold on to it, we see that the Knights can score points quickly um, and, you know, could get away from them. So, like, you know, like you said, the Broncos are able to come back into it, but... If it's a 10 nil, Titans are down. I don't really see them as a, a huge point-scoring team who'll come back into it with their own shots fired. I think they, they win off the back of their defense and win in a low-scoring game. So that that is yeah, probably where the Titans could lose it. Yeah, I've gone quite similar. I've gone the fact – my question for the Titans is, do they have that extra gear to go to that we know the Newcastle Knights have when they need to go to it, which is sort of what you're basically just saying then. It's just that we've seen the Newcastle Knights – they even do it against the Roosters where it was sort of like that grind at the start, but then they just changed gear and off they went type thing. And it even caught the Roosters off guard. I remember that game when they versed them. And I think it's similar as when they versed the Titans um, and the, the first game this year in round, round four. So just that's probably the question. As you said, the Titans love that grindy game, but can they take that? Can they go that extra gear that they need? It's weird because I feel like in a way, have we all underestimated the Titans a bit? Because I was sort of, struggling to find a weakness when it comes to this side. And I feel like they've been sort of under the radar a lot this year. That We've seen them have that great defence. We've seen them be able to have a couple of good wins where they've scored quite a few points. It's sort of like a few of us have slept on the Titans a bit. It's like they, they were always sort of that third team in the competition, but maybe they were a bit better than, I know, me personally, probably gave them credit for. Well, yeah, they weren't scoring that many points. Um until Lauren Brown came to the halves and then they had, um, I think it was two or three games and they were averaging like 25 plus points with Lauren Brown in the halves. But before then it was, you know, mid teens. So it's definitely unlocked their attack a little bit. Obviously they only scored 12 points on the weekend, but against the Roosters side, you know, they won 12 nil job done. So yeah, I think I said it at the start, it's definitely a team that's flying under the radar and I've underappreciated and not, um, you know, thought could go all the way. I think I said it before the Eels game. I wasn't convinced with the Titans yet, and I want to see them put away the Eels. And that, you know, otherwise, if they didn't, I didn't think they would they would um do much in the top four in the finals. So they put away the Eels, and they went away and put away the Raiders in a big, you know, 
pressure game. So yeah, they've been the real deal for the last few weeks, and they're they're building nicely to this grand final now. Yeah, I wish I tipped them now. Looking back, it just seems like it was so obvious they were going to beat the Roosters in the end. Uh, player to watch in this game. I'll go first because I'm going to be a little bit different. Not just a player. I've actually gone to battle. I've, I just love the fullback battle. I can't go past at the moment. Tamika Upton versus Ivania uh, Politi. So I can't wait to see these two. Both at certain times of the year have been the, probably the form player of the competition. We've seen Politi start so well. And not that she's dropped off, but Tamika just obviously has stepped up her game week in, week out, which has probably got a lot of people to forget about just how good Pleaty can be as well. And we know how consistent she's been for this Titan side. And she's so crucial. Both of these number ones are so crucial to their side and how they play their footy. I can't wait to see both of these ladies go up against each other. Yeah, well, we've done it again because I also haven't written down a player to watch. I've also written down the fullback battle is the... Uh, oh, the <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's pretty obvious. Like they've been two of the best players in the comp all season on their day, you know, impossible to stop. I think, I think where Upton gets Politi is her speed, her footwork, like her, you know, she's so agile and her, like her ball playing. I know like Polite is more than capable of throwing a good ball and all that, but I just think like her rugby league. What about the one on the weekend? That was insane. Yeah, I know. That, that was uh, the game oh. winner. Yeah. So nice. Oh. Um, yeah, I just I would just have Upton as probably the probably the best ball playing fullback in the comp. So if she's not scoring them herself, she's setting them up. So um, yeah, it's it's a mouth watering uh, battle really, and um, even even their defense, like defensive fullbacks, they're two of the best defensive fullbacks as well. I mean, Upton's not the you know the biggest, but she always puts her body on the line and seems like she comes away with the tackle most most of the time. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what else it's to say. Tough it's as just, well. Oh yeah, so tough. Um, there's, there's sometimes I'm watching. I, I think there's no way in the world she's getting up from this, and she's just straight up to her feet, takes the next one. It's like, what is going on? What is she made out of? Yeah, it's it is crazy. She's just yeah made to play rugby league. I think so. Yeah, apart from that, obviously there are so many good players on on the park. They've you know teams making the grand final, so there are stars everywhere. But yeah, definitely um, the fullbacks are the players to watch for sure. Yeah, look, the twins are back together. Uh, now I'll be really pleased with when she watches this episode. Uh, the try scorer, who you got this week? Yeah, well, I'll go a bit. I'll go one step further and say first try scorer, Yasmin Clydesdale. Ooh. Oh, look out! Oh, he's he's confident at the moment, guys. Get behind that. Actually, I know I will be. Um, look, why why fix something that? is definitely very, very broken, is my saying here, because there is a certain way I've been picking these Knights try scorers all year. Clearly, I haven't got any of them right. I think I got them right twice in the whole whole year, but I'm sticking with it. It's grand final. Let's see what they can do. Jasmine Strange, come on down, and please let me finish <laughs> with a try scorer getting correct. So, um, yeah, lock me in for Jasmine Strange, please. Exact score for this game and your winner. Yeah, well, just on that, I think if anyone's going to put a bet on this game now, put money on Sheridan Gallagher to score because <laughs> Jasmine won't. Um, yeah, so exact score. Sorry. I'll be, I'll be surprised if it's a really high-scoring game. I just think it's got to be so tight, so grindy, just like last week with the Roosters game. I can't – I hope the Titans don't let the Knights get away early like the Knights were able to against the Broncos. Like like I said, I just don't know if the Titans can pull in a lead like that. Um so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for a low scoring game and I'm gonna go 13, 12 Titans, maybe a Lauren Brown field goal, make it a third field goal Ooh. of the season. 
Oh, look out. The Titans bring their first premiership back. The Gold Coast will be partying. Uh, look, I agree with you in the terms of the fact that I think it will be quite a, a lower scoring game, but I think in a way it might get out a little bit towards the end of the game because we know it's going to be quite warm on Sunday. That's the forecast at the moment. They're playing obviously a bit more during the daylight hours of the day, a bit more in the later evening, um, but it'll still be quite warm there. So I've got the Newcastle Knights winning 22 points to 10, so just in that 1 to 12 margin. But I just think it will be late on, I think, the likes of Tamika Upton, um, Southall will start breaking the line at the end and uh, no doubt the Titans can hold it. I'd love to see the Titans actually get up, but yeah, I've stood the Knights for a long time now in this competition. I can't go away from, from the Newcastle Knights. Yeah, I mean... But Alex... I was just yeah, going to say, it, it, the same scoreline as round four, 22-10, so maybe, maybe meant to be. You know, I didn't even realise I did that. Uh, but there we go. That's yeah. That's that's what I do here. I just predict the past and the future. Who knows? Uh, but the guys, <laughs> that is all we have time for. Uh, really, just want to say a special shout out to Alex from Watch Her Footy. Uh, obviously, now as well, we've done quite a bit of work in this NRLW season. Uh, it's been great. I hope everyone has enjoyed the content. Got lots of great uh, reviews. Uh, a lot of people messaging about it. Keen to see each week and. Um, thank Alex for his personal time as well, being able to do this week in, week out. I know it's not easy, and um, I really do appreciate it. Uh, Alex, thank you. Hope you enjoy uh, the, the rest of the week, and then obviously Sunday's grand final, and cheering for your, your mighty Brisbane Broncos in the NRL as well. Yeah, no, thank you. Thanks for inviting us on. It's been good, good experience. Um, hopefully we can yeah, be back next year bigger and better, make it a bit more, or make it more interesting for people if we can. Um, yeah, and hopefully people yeah, do give their feedback for the people that do watch it. And, yeah, hopefully the Broncos get up on Sunday for us. Yeah, we certainly will. Uh, we'll what we might do, guys, as well, maybe in the next month or two, just we'll let everything calm down a little bit, maybe do a little bit of a preview or something, a uh, review, sorry, uh, of the season. And maybe if there's a few big talking points around the expansion side of things and stuff like that as well, might be able to get Alex on there or both of them on and we can have a bit of an uh, episode there and just chat all the off-season uh, news and, and keep everyone informed. So, Thank you once again for listening. Enjoy the grand final. Massive day. Can't wait for it. Good luck to the Newcastle Knights or the Gold Coast Titans.